0: All right, welcome to the Deathcast. How are we doing?
1: Doing good, doing good, doing good, doing good, doing good. Good morning. I'm assuming you're doing good. Nah. What's good, bro? Not much. Just Not much. you know, full as usual. The way we always start a podcast. Full indeed, stomach. Indeed. Oh, uh, Edward's joining friend. us
0: again. I'm assuming. Gentlemen, he, hello. He, I think he. But I think he thinks he's part of the crew. Right? You
2: know, I like to assume so, but. Uh,
1: i'd you know, say he's becoming part of the crew you know slowly but surely the rat you know, pack
2: we have a bit of the integration going on so it's all good you know yeah yeah that made sense <laughs> you know that made sense yeah, I mean, so gentlemen like you have said we start the podcast off in the best way full well that's it
0: <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah. all so, so i think the, uh just give you all a backstory. I ever tried fried pickles for the first time today. How were
2: they? I did like honestly. I'm somebody who likes to be very conservative with what I eat just because 'cause I'm used to, you know, the things I grew up with, right? But there are times where you gotta you gotta break out of that comfort zone, you gotta try new things, right? Well,
0: it's fucking fried pickles. That's not like it's some
2: like I don't <laughs> hey, know, I don't know if...
0: not everybody fucks with pickles though. Well let me true. let me
2: let me tell you this. I mean you
0: need to grow up if you don't, but true.
1: I'm
2: bitch. Let me
1: let me tell you something. Every time I have pickles on like a chicken sandwich from Chick-fil-A, I'm like, why did I why do I have this? Dude. I don't like How it. What?
0: Let me tell you this. Grow the it's, fuck the same, up. it's the same as people who don't like onions. Grow I up. have. I, hey, have I some... eat onions,
1: bitch. I have But pickles, to nah. I have something Shit's weird. Do you? I bet you deep-throat a whole pickle in your bro, spare time.
0: Don't come at
1: me with that. You deep-throat yeah, do. pickles, bro. Boy,
0: you be sucking on pickles. Bro. Eating all the juice. use them up your butt, bro.
1: Nah, bro. You, fucking you have yourself. one in your butt right now. You put now. cucumbers <laughs> up your ass, boy. Bro. You, you fucking even,
0: clean you your ears clean with your carrots. Bitch.
1: Bitch.
2: So, anyway. my my verdict is that on their own, 9.5 fried pickles, right? Add the ranch, it's a 10. So, it it's a perfect
0: big. 10. Let's all agree, ranch is the universal best condiment. Well, yeah. No, people,
1: I, I would agree with that. Ranch is the best. People hate
0: on ranch, though. They hate
2: on ranch. They hate it because it ain't it. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, look. Ranch, and then if you have a burger, right? This is what I think. You take the mustard out. You sub mayo. Nah,
0: you lost me. I take the mustard out. Well, no, no, no. You I, I add more mustard. No, no, no. Mustard, mustard to what?
2: Huh? A burger. You sub it with mayo. It no. changes everything. What do you no. mean? No,
0: that's the best. No, you thing. sub the mayo with mustard. Nah,
1: bro. I actually agree with them. I used to be team mustard, but I'm team mayo no, now. I'm team mustard, bro. Team, team mayo mayo's, cool. mayo's, mayo's God's come, bro. No, nah, whoa, <laughs> Hold up. Pause. You, bro, what? So you telling me
0: when you eat mayo, you're like, thank you, Lord. Yes, sir. <laughs> Dude, that's a weird, that's a weird relationship. Hey, that's just life, bro. The yeah. weird, that's a weird relationship to have. With he's father, busting
1: bro. on, he's busting on these burgers. No, uh, oh, mm. it's all about
0: that mustard on a burger.
1: The perfect burger is cheese, pickles,
0: mustard, onions, and that's it. Maybe some bacon with it, but that's the it. Sprinkle body. some anchovies on there. You know. Anchovies, bro. That's a <laughs> burger, not a, not some steak. Okay,
1: you know. I actually used to fuck with anchovies on pizza, and I still like it. I never tried like, it. It's like people will like, think you're insane because it's like, why the fuck are you putting fish on pizza? But I say don't knock until you try it. Do you like salty foods? Yes. Then you'd probably love anchovies on pizza. It, looks, it looks a little weird, but as long as you're not combining that shit with pineapple. See, I'm a very adventurous person when it comes to food. And one day I went to... Was it Mod Pizza? Mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna try something that no one's ever tried: pineapples and anchovies on pizza. It was disgusting, <laughs> and the people working there, I think we're about to call the police. <laughs> but I tried it. I think you were with me, Noah. I was like, this is fucking disgusting. <laughs> but I still, I ate the whole thing because I was like, I've come this far. What I'm
2: gonna what I'm gonna tell you when it comes to pizza, my favorite combination, right? So if I'm at Domino's. Because right, I do love Dominoes. A lot of people apparently don't, but I do. What I do is I like, get the thin crust, right? Mm-hmm. Thin crust cheese pizza. You add onions. Have it with ranch, and there you go. That's all you need, bro. That's all you need. It but meat lovers eating. is
1: good too. I actually, when it comes to pineapple on pizza, I don't like it as much anymore.
2: I used to be crazy about it. Now you know,
1: I. It's, it's not just because people. I are... used to like
0: pineapple it's not
1: just because pizza? people are saying like it's not because assholes like you are like you like pineapples on pizza what it's because bro. eventually you just grow out of it I i'm guess. not being an yeah.
0: asshole i'm just being concerned you <laughs>
1: like pineapple on pizza i used to i God, used to I, used I told you way. i'm an adventurous motherfucker
0: no, bro man, like, that's not adventurous that's suicidal who the fuck with pineapple <laughs> on pizza <laughs> bro i was at a
1: dark time in my life bro yeah. like, what do you
2: think of chocolate mixed with oranges is it good is, it is that bad? a thing it is a thing.
1: I've never had it, but I'm y'all, curious. Have y'all mixed bananas and peanut butter? Yes. Dog. Actually, I have, yeah. Dude, Dude it's Elvis' is famous
0: peanut butter banana uh, sandwiches?
1: Oh, yeah. Dude. Oh, yeah.
2: You know what the, the whole thing is, though? People, when they think of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, they think it's the greatest combo. I don't use jelly. I say fuck that. What? what? Bread, peanut butter, and that's it. Nah, nah, I don't really know about that. that.
1: That's nah, a little too bro. dry. So there's, no, no, nah, I put an apple on the side though. That's a little too. You put an apple inside? On the side, on the side. Dude, no, no. When I, I do, <laughs> you know, a it's really good.
0: B and J, bro. That shit busting.
1: Nah, when nah. the peanut butter starts to melt a little they, bit. If you don't have jelly, you know it's a good substitute. Ooh. Honey. <laughs> Dude, honey would be good. Mustard. good with Mustard. It. Mustard. Honey. No, bro. Mustard and peanut butter? <laughs> <laughs> bro, you want that
2: sweet
0: baby
1: raisin peanut butter. What you <laughs> talking about? That is suicide right there. Dude,
2: no. Mustard and mayonnaise peanut butter sandwich. No, dude.
0: <laughs> with crazy, pineapple man. sprinkled on top. No, you cr- you're crazy, man. Yeah. yeah. Boy. And yo, what the fuck is squash, though? Squash? Yeah, squash? yeah like, what the don't fuck, fuck don't is that? You know... Like, i never be- liked it, and I'm just like, what? I don't
1: know if it's just a white people dish, because my mom makes it all the time. She puts cheese and, like, pepper on it, and that's pretty good. But, like, yeah. on its own, it's dog shit.
0: Yeah, like, what the fuck is squash? I mean, there's pumpkins, but, like... It's like,
1: for some reason, it, like, whenever you chew it, it makes, like, a weird sound. It's, like, a weird texture. I don't know. Like you're eating feet, if you make bro. okay, if you make squash casserole with cheese and like breadcrumbs and shit like that, it's fucking know. delicious. I don't know. You would change your mind if you tried maybe, that.
0: Maybe, maybe. I've had a lot of squash and I never liked it. This
1: one yeah, of squash the, casserole, shit's fire. I don't know though.
0: You know what the thing is, man?
2: What I've realized now that we are becoming true men, adults, <laughs> right?
0: Okay, speak for yourself. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, honestly. You know, as a kid, I only had junk food, right? So I'd always go to like H.E.B. or Walmart and get all the like most fried nuggets and chicken and all this other stuff. And I loved it, right? And then for my uh, for my side, I'd have like, you know, either hot Cheetos or Funyuns and drink a lot of soda, or whatever. But I realized that as you get older, you know, you go out to restaurants and you have good food, right? But sometimes when you're at home, and you make some good-ass rice mixed with vegetables and a steak or, like, grilled chicken, Mm -hmm. it makes you feel so good after you eat it because it feels light. But you're still getting that protein. You're still getting that protein that feels really light because sometimes when you eat really heavily fried food, it's good in moderation, but if you have it a lot, sometimes it makes you feel, you know, very heavy- the salt,
1: it takes a while to leave your mouth and you have to drink lots of so, water, right? Basically, every time I eat Wingstop, I feel like absolute shit But it's worth it, though. It's worth it. It's worth like it. I, Hey. Like, it thing... makes you feel, like, super, like, heavy. You feel like you just ate a fuck ton. I always get the eight-piece wings, even though I know I'm going to feel like shit afterward. But when you're hungry, like, Wingstop really comes in handy. I mean, the
0: thing is with me... One fatty food that I will gladly have all the time. Mm-hmm. I, this was a, my old little meal that I did back when I was going away from school. Mm-hmm. And whenever mm-hmm. you had a hangover, I would make a grilled ham and cheese mm-hmm. with a fried egg and chalala sauce. And Sounds
1: pretty good. When I tell you... That's not like... It's not, a- like, okay, it's it's not, not, it's not great for you, but it's not as bad for you as like, other fried no. stuff.
0: No, but when you have them like, almost every day. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: Now, honestly, my favorite thing, for example, to in the morning, uh, a really good omelet mixed with like ham, cheese, onions.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, oh I like to goodness. like, make an omelet, put like chopped steak in there, some onions, mayonnaise mustard. <laughs> I put uh, cheese sprites. In there. I'll put in some pico de gallo, a bit of and Sprite. then top it with some chupacabra rub. And some sprites. Shit's delicious. And some sprite. (laughs) I'm telling you,
2: if we do uh, another comedy short film, I want to have somewhere included where I'm at a bar, right? Or someone's at a bar and they're. Hey, I'll write
1: it into the script for our next short film. Right,
2: and I go up and I say, Excuse me, miss, can I buy you a sprite?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Some stupid shit. Bro, that could be the ending of the movie, honestly. it makes no sense. Can I buy you a sprite? (laughs)
2: Well, you know, uh, do you remember Dunkey? I don't know if you know Yeah. Yeah, at his wedding, you know, part of his vows or whatever, he said to his uh, wife, he goes, I love you more than I love Sprite. And she started crying because she, so, she was so taken aback because he loves his Sprite. Yeah. And so the fact that he loves, he puts Sprite to the side and says he loves her more than Sprite. It's crazy. Mine, again, mine
1: would probably be, I love you more than my vinyls. <laughs> because yeah. if literally if somebody went and took all my vinyls and like destroyed all of them, I'd cry. Right, that'd
2: be like killing John Wick's dog. I'd, I I'd go nuts
1: yeah, I'd, I'd cry my eyes out and then go full John Wick. <laughs> <laughs> some of those hard to come by.
2: By the way, uh, if it wouldn't have been for Keanu Reeves, I wouldn't have even watched John Wick because I've seen the first two. It's cool.
1: I still haven't watched any of them. Uh, people have hyped them up a lot to me, and I've heard that like all three have really good reviews. So I was like, okay, I should give these a chance if they're really that good. But it's
2: just, they're generic action movies. They're not bad, they're not great, they're just... You, you know. see,
1: It as I've gotten older, action starts becoming boring to me, which is crazy, because that's supposed to, like keep you engaged but at some point you just lose interest
2: no now it's all about plot dialogue you know interactions with characters that's what it's. i
1: I still don't want everything to be super you know slow paced but
2: you need a balance
1: yeah like i'll go watch a movie like godzilla versus kong because it's it's fun but even then i can get bored sometimes Mm -hmm. so yeah i just prefer something with a little more substance you know I love the independent films. Especially when it comes to horror. Yes. Oh my god. Dude,
0: independent horror films are like the best. I,
1: I really want to make another horror film. They're just so difficult and you really have to like... You really have to nail the execution of like... You know, how things end. Yeah. Because... If you don't have a good ending, that's going to really, like, make or break the the movie. That's true. So. But I like, uh, I like pitching ideas for horror, like, films. I know that, like, you've pitched some to me. So.
2: I think the scariest one that we could probably do is we're in a classroom. Right? there are textbooks on the tables. And the teacher walks in and says, open to page 32. And the movie ends. (laughs) That's our. That's, hey, our that's terrifying. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. There is nothing scarier than that.
0: Scariest <laughs> movie I've ever. Or seen? pop quiz. That's so. Scariest movie I've ever seen was Frozen. Frozen. I, I can see it. Well, that Snowman scared the fuck out of me. I don't you like know it. what
1: movies like? All right. When I actually think about it, I'm thinking of. Here's some kids' movies that still scare me to this day. Number one, or I can't rank them, but like when I think of them. The Grinch. What the fuck is that movie? I I, I don't get why everybody watches it every Christmas. That movie is just.
0: Huh? I love it.
1: It's funny with the Jim Carrey parts, but the rest, it's like, what the fuck are these people? That's true.
0: Mm. It's a trip. It's a nasty trip.
1: It is. And then there's the Cat in the Hat movie, which I also fucking love because it's super funny because of Mike Myers. But also, what the fuck is that movie? Michael
0: Myers' Cat in the Hat is terrifying.
1: Yeah. And then there's, uh, did y'all watch Son of the Mask? Yes. No, actually. You haven't? Yes. What the fuck is that? That's the scariest know, one. What the fuck, <laughs> That's the scariest kids movie I've ever but seen that in my life. But baby was
0: on his shit,
1: bro. But you know it was a good movie as a kid that was, like, kind of meant to be scary for kids? Like, today it wouldn't be scary, but as a kid, Monster House. Yes, bro. That one was fucking amazing.
0: Monster House was the fucking movie, bro. Mm-hmm.
1: It was funny, too. It was
0: funny. It was dark. It was sad. It was just a great.
1: There was like one scene where the fat kid said he talks to his mom and says you can lick the hair on my ass, mm-hmm. or he says on his him. butt or something. Yeah. And as a kid, like my parents thought that was horrible, and I was like, that's fucking funny. <laughs> like, that, is, that, is, that is funny. <laughs> they're teaching kids to say shit that they shouldn't. Okay, oh man, but I, have, I, have I don't
0: to know. Hmm? You have to pick one. The other one does not exist. Drake and Josh or OG Teen Titans. Drake and Josh. You're picking Drake and Josh. Yes. I'm picking Drake and Josh too. As much as I love the OG Teen Titans, Drake and same, Josh.
2: Same. Same. But you gotta choose because you know there are so many you know, classic episodes, and if you watch it today, it's still, it's still funny. funny. It's still, it's funny. still I, funny. Yeah,
1: I'd have to go Drake and Josh. Not really. So Teen Titans that like inspired me to like no, it just it got me really into like more cartoons and it made me appreciate like the justice league cartoon even more and like all this other stuff but drake and josh i feel like a lot of humor from that is still repeated today yep and the amount of memes from it yeah i would i wouldn't want that to disappear just the
0: episode where he drew the door and
1: didn't cut the door the out, amount of memes from dude, that that's such a great fucking like scene
0: even now, I look back at that was, That's so fucking stupid. That was the definition
1: you? of you had one fucking job. I know,
2: exactly. Do you remember when uh, when Josh was, I think, lifting
1: weights and Drake had the potato gun? The toy yes, one, the bro, bro. The shot him with the potato gun. Yeah. Dude. There was also the, uh, what was it? The episode where he runs over Oprah. Yeah. That was great.
0: That was hilarious. Oh, whenever... Um... Oprah's not real. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who was it? It was the one where uh, they had like they pretended to be aliens because Megan was like doing her little computer. She got a new telescope. You know what was yeah. such
2: a good episode? The one where they're <laughs> they're getting robbed, I think, and they like they have to act super tough, and they like get all crazy, and the the robbers get scared of them. Mm-hmm. They made a movie too, kind of like that, where they're. I mean, you know, that. Yeah. that was a funny one. Or yeah, the. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. You got
2: the
0: baby on the roof.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I remember, like... And then they, like, gave the baby a diaper with the curtains. There you know, was... One of my favorite things, though, was that character. He also played uh, the guy from My Carly. Oh, <laughs> Crazy Oh, Jerry Steve. Crazy, Steve. crazy Steve. That's what yeah, I thought. And bro. he's watching Dora the Explorer. He's, like, screaming at bro, the TV. Dude, crazy
0: Steve. You know what I think of Crazy Steve? Mm. Um, yeah. Really? Our friend Adam, bro. How? Yeah. i haven't hung out with him enough to, like, understand, but Riley knows. No yeah. Real. Yeah, he's crazy Steve. Like there'll be random moments where we're driving in the car and you just, just scream. Nonsense. I,
1: I see him as one of those people that one day he's gonna be that like really crazy uncle. And be like, Yeah, don't don't Adam take everything seems so chill. He, don't take everything he says like as a serious piece no, of it's advice. Gonna, it's
0: gonna be one of those moments where like he becomes a dad and he becomes so mellow. And uh-huh. you're like, Whoa, what happened? And then whenever the kids be like, hey, how was my dad when y'all yeah, were young? We'd be like, oh, we got plenty of stories to tell you. I
1: have it all on video.
0: <laughs> Dude, we do have a lot of it on video. Videos and pictures. Yeah. But, yeah. But then again, it's always that one friend in every group that's like that.
1: Yeah. I think he definitely brings... Or really, all my friends bring out the stupidity in me. <laughs> and I'm okay with that. I like being no nah, i think I, it, I like being stupid around my friends because it, it's not just, just
0: stupidity; it's just
1: the running yeah they bring i'm just out the i'm op- just stupid <laughs> they bring out the
0: authenticity of you yeah that's something you know, i want to talk about though it's very hard to be authentic 100 percent of the time yeah
2: you know how you feel the best for hmm. being honest you be authentic right exactly how you are and when you finally realize that you can be alone like even if you like, let's say you make friends and then they decide, ah, don't wanna hang out with this guy or whatever. If you master that idea of being alone, you have a power that most people do not have. That is simply the truth. Because ever since, you know, the beginning of time and when you study uh, human connections and relationships, what do people say? Oh, you know, we, we crave social connection, you know, being with people. To an extent that's true, but what if you were to rewire yourself and literally be okay, being your own friend sometimes, being your own partner in a
0: relationship. I think. I mean. I think that. I used to do that like, shit
1: growing up a little bit. Anytime like my friends couldn't hang out, I'd find ways to just like yeah. be okay with being myself, like being by myself. I would just play video games. But I, mean, do I, I don't know.
0: I think it's important to still have the human interaction. Oh, of course. You You, just can't go solo 100%. You have to, like, you need people.
1: You do have to learn how to be solo sometimes for, like, whenever people can't hang out or you're just taking time for, like, your mental health. Or you just got shit you have to do and take care of on your own. Because if you don't give yourself enough days where, you like, you're on your own and you're not used to it, the day, like, when a day actually comes where you have to be on your own or something, it's like, you won't know how to handle it. That's very true.
0: Cause it's one thing to be prepared. there's another thing to be thrown into it and then completely losing all your senses. I mean, it happen I mean, this is an extreme, but I mean, it happens in fighting, right? You see a lot. I mean, you did. You took boxing. You see a lot of people who hit the bag is very very well. They look ex- they look like experts they look like you could anybody up right mm-hmm. but once they're in the ring mm-hmm. the pressure comes on and everything and they are not themselves they're a completely and different person that's
2: very true and it's also remember the bag does not hit back exactly <laughs> uh the bag is just there for you to take your anger out on and you know practice your cardio when you're in the ring especially and like i said i'm not <laughs> I, I did, you know, boxing lessons and stuff, but I wouldn't call myself a fighter, but I just I understand the the application of it.
1: Man, it was after we watched Creed Two, you were like, alright, I'm about to go off on these <laughs> <laughs> We watched Creed Two just once and you were like, I'm a boxer now. <laughs> well, that's literally what Rocky does though. Yeah. Wow. It does, yeah. the original Rocky? Almost everybody every time they watch that movie, they're inspired to do that. Every time I watch like, the new Creed that comes out, I go straight to the gym, and I'm motivated. Like yeah, that's that's hey. how you know that. They're... Like, I'm excited for the next one. I know when Creed 3 comes out, I'm going to be going to the gym right after. Like, all right, <laughs> what the Michael best? B. Jordan can do it. I can do it. One sure. of the best boxing movies is Southpaw. Southpaw. I haven't seen it. I need to. I know great that. Great movie. That one is really good. They great play, movie. They have, have some. You... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Have you seen Warrior? I don't no. think so. With uh, Tom Hardy? Uh-uh. Oh, yeah, I have. Where the, it's UFC? Yeah. That one's good. Yeah.
0: Or oh, Here Comes the Boom. That's another good one.
1: That one's more it's, of a comedy. It's comedy, but, but it's still good. That, that one I had Joe it. Rogan.
0: Huh? Yeah, that's why I like it. <laughs> uh,
1: the Fighter is also really good with Mark Wahlberg and Christian Bale. Yeah. yeah Christian it's, it's, Bale lost, like, I don't know how much weight for that movie. He was fucking scrawny as hell. And then he went and did Batman right after.
0: Oh, The Machinist?
1: Huh? No, no, no. He lost a bunch of weight for the movie The Fighter 2. He played mm. a coke addict. And he got like super, super scrawny, like scary looking. And yeah. then he had to put on some weight for uh, The Dark Knight Rises, but he still didn't like reach the right weight.
2: I wanted to, wanted to say something about uh, Mark Wahlberg really quick. We mentioned him, right? Did you bring mm-hmm. him up? Yeah. If you look at this guy's uh, schedule throughout the day.
1: I've seen that you've before. You've seen it?
2: He wakes up at like 2.30 in the morning, and by the time it's, you know, lunch, he's finished everything, and he goes to bed at 7.
1: It's insane. You know, with a schedule like that, I just don't think you're really living life... Like, well, okay, so you're living life very healthy, you have structure, but I think the point of life is that it's supposed to be unpredictable, it's not supposed to go by... A million different routines like yeah it's good to have some like routines like all right i'm gonna try to work out three days a week but that doesn't mean you have to work out the same exact time on the same exact days every week well you know? you're, you're
2: very right and you know eisenhower had a really famous saying he goes plans are worthless but planning is everything you know you plan to live a pretty good life and do certain things but you have to be flexible and you know have fun too because yeah you you keep the schedule and stuff but At the end of the day, you know, what kind of life do you want to live, right? Yeah, you have the best body, best mind, this and that. Good, you know, you want to strive for that. But if you don't have any kind of downtime away from that, I mean... And once again, in his life, you know, it might be different because maybe he does reserve time for that stuff. I'm talking about Mark Wahlberg. But just in general, you know, that mindset where people are nonstop on the grind, living the most temperate and stoic life. You need, you need a bit of balance.
0: I think it's hard to do that once you've made it as big as he has. Because now, everything that he does immediately affects how much he
1: earns. He's also playing Victor reputation. Sullivan in the Insurgent <laughs> movie. I saw that. If he doesn't have the mustache or the cigar, I'm out. He does,
2: I think. He actually looks pretty cool for the part. Okay, it's Tom just, Holland,
1: I think, can actually play a really good young look, Nathan Drake.
2: I'm sure he can. I think he'll do well. It just pissed me off because he 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 doesn't naturally fit the role. I'm sure he can do it well because he Wait, has...
1: what what's going on? The Uncharted movie. Uh, Tom Holland's going to play Nathan Drake, and then Mark like, Wahlberg's going to play Sullivan. Well, I, I know you haven't played the Uncharted games, but... They're really good in terms of story.
2: Look, I understand that, you know, they're going for a younger version, but I feel like if you're going to do Nathan Drake, you should have casted Nathan Fillion. He looks and plays the parts so damn well.
1: They did a a fan film.
2: Yeah, I was just about to say that, yeah. Yeah. And he he nailed it.
1: I think he did that because he really wants to play Nathan Drake, but honestly, I think they're trying to make as much money as they can right now. They're probably going to have him play the older version. In that case,
2: it'd be a smart business move. But if this flops, it's not going to be good. Yeah, you yeah, know that's the thing. You know what makes me so upset, and I I will get a lot of hate for this. But how did we make someone like Zendaya so famous? Um. How how why? What do you mean? Why is she so famous? She's like, like, like. What is it that's so? Well,
1: for one thing being on disney for a long time gives you a good reputation and then going from that to spider-man which everybody went to watch
2: yeah but that puts
1: your name up there but yeah she's uh she's been in a lot of like big mainstream movies and I, 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 i don't think she's a bad actress um what's crazy to me though is that they always have her playing these more mature roles like she's in a movie with uh i think his name's john david washington he's denzel washington's son And it's, like, a romantic movie, but she looks like she's, like, 18, and this man looks like he's, like, 35. He's the guy from Tenet. Yeah. I'm like, uh, this seems more like pedophilia.
2: Well, you know, the thing is, regarding her, I don't have any hate against her. She's really cool and stuff. But it's, like, the same thing with Selena Gomez. Why was she one of the most streamed people on Spotify? She's a big name. Bro. Being good? Bro, hold up. What? Nah, come on. Bro.
0: Really? You dissing my girl. Matter, Look, bro.
2: let me tell you something. Being good does not equate to being... Uh, you yeah,
0: just too. mad she's top of charts and your artists aren't, bro. Don't <laughs> hate. Don't nah, hate but bro. Let me say
2: this. Look, being good does not mean that they should be worshipped as some of the greatest of all time. Because that, that's how they get treated, which is simply not... All me.
0: I gotta say is the fan base matters. Yeah. Look mm-hmm. at Logic. As much as I love Logic's music, compared to... Other big name rappers that is in his field, as far as lyrics goes, he's more towards the bottom. Yeah, and that's see, just Being honest, yeah, but, but because see, the rap pack is so strong and so supportive, he had the success that he has. Yeah, but see, and a logic. lot of people say that Logic shouldn't be as successful as he is, but he is, and he, he his just fan has base a, is because of it.
1: Yeah, he just has a dedicated fan base, and I still listen to like a lot of his stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a couple albums I don't listen to as much as his others, but I still really enjoy his music today.
2: Yeah. Uh, Let me tell you, I think based on skill alone, he deserves all the success because he is super talented. I just think that as an artist, uh, he chose to become very eccentric towards the latter half of his career, and it has degraded in quality. Not everything, but there were definitely some albums that could have easily been better or shouldn't have been made.
1: I think he was... um being really experimental. I think he knows that his third album, Everybody, um, I think he knows it didn't pref- like do as well as his first two. And he mentions in a lot of his new stuff that like, oh, people just want me to go back to my old ways, trying you to know, branch out see, into no, something new.
2: This this is what pisses me off. It's, it's a scapegoat reason to look first. No, it's not that. Be experimental if you want. Just don't make stupid shit. That's what it is. But, but- here's the
0: thing, though. It's stupid shit to you, but to him, I mean, he even acknowledged this hmm. in uh, his album, um, Confession of a Dangerous Mind. He can put his heart and soul into a song, and people will still call it whack. Absolutely. And that, people that will call it artist. whack just because he's the one that did it. Absolutely. absolutely. And I, again, there are some songs and some projects of his that I'm just like, eh? but i'm not going to go and be like oh it's fucking no no there. but
2: see you make a really great point but what i'm saying here is that the argument oh they just want me to go back to my old shit no that, that's a very very uh lame and played out excuse because you look at somebody like kendrick look uh to pimple butterfly which was probably the most experimental album and this was at a time where people wanted kendrick to stay at good kid mad city and his older stuff he made something completely new and different And it's regarded not only as one of his best albums but one of the greatest albums in all of hip hop right so it's not about going back to old music or this or that it's just that there's a difference between being experimental with intention and being experimental with like overconfidence and just riding off this wave of success and just thinking that you're unstoppable because imagine that after his first two albums i'm talking about logic now uh, you could tell from a lot of his social media and the way he was portraying himself that he was definitely riding off the highs of success. I don't blame him because of his upbringing. He went through a lot of shit. You know, he deserved all of that success, right? And he put in his work. It's just that if you don't handle it correctly, you start to tarnish your reputation. Well, I mean, if you look at it...
0: Yeah, hold on. logic said it perfectly. Your new shit ain't as good as your old shit till your new shit is your old shit.
2: Yeah, I remember that. I remember so that. I was and that's say... the same
0: thing. I mean, look at a supermarket. It got so much hate when it came out. That's one but of my favorite now, albums. today in twenty twenty one, looking back, it's regarded as one of his best projects. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that's what I'm saying. Like, in the moment when it first comes out, you're like, yeah, it's whack. But. As years go by, because sometimes sometimes music just needs to age before it sounds good. Well, that's yeah. what people but that, say,
1: that honestly became one of my favorite albums as soon as I listened to it. That's though. what that's what people say about Yeezus
2: by uh, by Kanye, especially Bound 2, which was that record where he had Kim Kardashian and the the motorcycle people. You know, really trashed on on that record, but now over five years later, uh, people love it, right? Because it influenced so much of music now. It's just that. You know, the way I see it is like this, right? Because I, I've studied Logic very deeply because he really is an interesting case, right? Because I look at his mixtapes and his first two albums, I look at him in that stage of his career and his life as the cool cat who was kind of mysterious, but, you know, uh, if you cross him, you know, the wrong way, then he could really, like, he could really make an impact, right? I mean, he, he was somebody who really had that charisma, And then I feel like with the next couple of albums, he lost a bit of that charisma because he did gain a lot of the spotlight, especially from uh, the Suicide record on everybody. And, you know, it also makes sense because the more people that start to listen to you, you're open to more criticism, right? So that's naturally going to happen. But remember, when we get to something like Confessions of a Dangerous Mind, you could tell that a lot of those records were throwaway records. They were not made I mean,
1: with- to me that one was more of like a mixtape with hype stuff and honestly mm-hmm. I I think it's really good as like workout music and things like that or occasionally music for like when I'm driving and I think that's what that album was meant for I don't think it was really meant to be something like along the lines of a uh, under pressure or incredible true story but I also I think that. he was really just trying to go for something different there and that's where he uh he did lose a lot of people with that album. But if you listen to No Pressure, you can tell he put a lot more time into the uh, the lyrics and everything. Well, that's what and, I was
2: gonna say. I, I I wanted to get to that point. When we get to something like No Pressure, I don't think that it's a ten out of ten, but I think it's a very good album. I think it was much stronger than his previous works. I think it well, was a, it was a good album to end yeah. on. Yeah, he also yes,
1: mentions in that that he uh, he just wanted to go back to his old ways, just recording like. Back when he was recording music and like in the basement with like big limbo and they were just kind of messing around, just having fun with it. He was writing everything down on a notebook. Like he went back to doing that, and he actually did a mixtape recently, which was kind of like more along the st- like style of Blue Tang. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, it's like in his uh, new album, he even mentions like you know he's just kind of run out of things to talk about. He's already made it. He has the song, uh, Dad Bod, where he's saying like, is this what you guys want me to rap about now? Me being like, you know... Well, see,
2: this is the mistake that he made, and this is a mistake. It's the same thing like when you jump in a relationship, right? And you reveal everything at the beginning, you lose a bit of that leverage, you lose that mystery and charisma. Logic released so many projects back to back to back that I I don't blame him. What else is there to talk about, right? Mm -hmm. Whereas... Kendrick is a great example here. Kendrick is very calculated with his releases, right? But he, but well, I gotta stop
0: you out there. Yeah. If you're gonna talk about an artist, you can't. I mean, I'm, it's hard not to compare them to other artists, that is but true. they're not other artists. It's logic, and right. What I think what you missed is after everybody, he said, "Fuck this. I'm gonna make music that I enjoy making." And my real fans are going to fuck with it either way. Because they genuinely want to listen to it, to me for the music that I release right. that I want to release. So you may say it's whack, right? Mm-hmm. He didn't make it for you. Mm-hmm. He made it for himself. Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. He was in Tokyo. He was with his boys. He was fresh off a divorce. I mean, he was just chilling, vibing. Just making shit that was fun for him. Yes, it got a lot of bad reviews. Yes, a lot of people that didn't like it. But... They weren't. It wasn't made for them.
2: And you make a lot of good points and there. But
0: again, the reason why you like No Pressure so much was because he made it towards your demographic of people—the one that want him to go back to his old ways. That's why. Uh, that's why No Pressure is so good to you, because he went back.
2: Right, and 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 I do agree with you that with that. But I want to say two points really quick. So the first thing, being that. You know, you shouldn't compare artists to other artists because they are their own artists. They make their own kind of music for their own demographic. But I wasn't, that's not the comparison I was making. The comparison I was making was basic human traits when it comes to relationships. In the sense, like I said, that if you reveal too much, you lose a bit of that leverage, right? And I think that if he would have just been a bit more calculated and spent time, you know, between releases, it would have let his discography uh, breathe a bit. That's the first point. The second one being that, you know, the point you just said about how he made it for either himself or his fans and not for me or for, you know, other people like that. That's a good point. That's not just, you know, applied to logic, but music in general, Mm -hmm. because sometimes you have to realize that not everything is for you, right? Mm -hmm. However, I do think that, you know, if we go to Confessions of a Dangerous Mind, I think of a song like Out of Sight, Right, mm-hmm. the beat I love the beat because that's one thing I've loved about Logic ever since the beginning. His beat selection is amazing. He has some of the best beat selection in hip hop, in my opinion. But you listen to that record, it just sounds like maybe this is just me because you know you said it could be just me. It's like he goes up to the mic, he kind of just says whatever, and then he walks away. There is no energy. There is no feeling yeah. But again, it's
1: It's meant for a certain thing. It's meant for like. Like, to me, it's meant for, uh, like, working out, just driving, partying. It's that sort of song. It's really, like, I, I like I highly doubt he wrote that song thing. like, oh, this is really deep. This is really going to appeal to people. Like, people are going to think I put so much time into the lyrics. Like, no, he knew he was making something simple. And, of course, like, yeah, he could have put a lot of time into that album and made something with, like, really good, deep lyrics, but I that think...
0: Wasn't the goal of the album.
1: And honestly, after just coming out of Divorce, like, I don't blame him for trying to make something fun. Of course, mm. like, there's a few songs on that album that I don't really care for, and I think the actual song, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind, it's doesn't it doesn't really... It's one of the best songs of the... I is think, one, I think it's one, one of the best, best like. songs that he has. I think it is, but I don't think it fits with that album No, for well, what that, it is. That, that's what I was gonna say, you know. it it it
2: It's a very conscious record, and like you said, it's one of his best... Period, but it does not fit there, and even the title of the album does not necessarily fit that party kind of vibe. He
1: he also got a lot of heat for uh, the one line that he said where he says like, he says he would suck a dick to show it's not gay or something like that. I think I remember. and it on clickbait? But the, yeah, yeah, but that's the point of the
0: song. It's called clickbait, so he's yeah. gonna say a bunch of whack ass shit to get reactions. But people missed the point, like, dude, that song is called Clickbait. Yeah, a lot of
1: people gave him shit for that, and it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. it is called Clickbait. It's called Clickbait. Though
0: so everything that people did, they're all their reactions was what he wanted, because right, that, that was the point that, of the song. But, case, with, with you
1: that. know, with that album, though, with him trying... The message that he was trying to get across with that album, I think he should have saved that message for something with that's, like, more lyrical. Because if you're going to make something that's more hype, upbeat, that's meant more for partying, people don't... Like, think about the song, Gucci Gang... Like, you remember, like, that, or just, like, something by, like... I don't know, like... Like, there's some Drake songs that you only listen to if you're having, like, a party or something like that. And you're really not paying attention to the lyrics. He's just saying, like, yeah, doing this, I'm doing this. Like, it's... I'm gonna
0: say this, and y'all might well disagree with me. A lot of people will. But I think Confessions of a Dangerous Mind is one of his better projects. And I say this with the... I say this in a way because it's such a different pace and turn from all of his other projects. Because you gotta think of it this way, he never really wrote a hype album aside from Bobby Tarantino and even then that's more a trap. It's not like hype, you know, club kind of, kind of rap. It's very, you know, I'm gonna talk my shit lyrically. And that's just how we're going to do it. That's what Bobby Tarantino is. Confessions of a Dangerous Mind is a more modern album. He wrote it in a way to make fun or poke fun of how music was sounding or starting to sound in that genre, but at the same time, put his own spin on it. I mean, yeah, you no, I,
1: I would agree with that because, like, the Homicide song with Eminem was kind of making fun of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you had Homicide. Like, yeah, if. You know, it's like there's some decisions I would make differently if I were him. Like, if I were going to make a song with Eminem, I'd probably go with something different. Um, other than that, and... I mean,
0: I, I don't know if y'all I, agree with this, but I'm just going to the this song about the album that I think are bangers. Still Ballin' with Wiz Khalifa.
1: Good one. That one's good. Pardon My Ego. That one's good.
0: I Like Out of Sight. Limitless. The of a Dangerous Mind. Um, let's see. Limitless. Limitless.
2: What was the one with, uh, YB and Corday? Mama. Or just Corday, yeah. That one's yeah. good. Mama was really good. And Corday
1: uh, is co- amazing. Cocaine? Uh, I like if I'm working out. Early. Cocaine? Okay. That's what I'm saying. Some of them are really good. Commando? I like-, I like Commando. Yeah. Icy?
0: I like Icy. Yeah. Okay, that's, uh, Keanu Reeves. Did you like Keanu Reeves? I, didn't
2: I like, like it. it. I like it. I In the beginning, I did, but it just... You know, lots in
1: Translation? Boston Translation is one of the best ones. Okay, like,
0: we we should list listed off more than
1: half the album. I didn't like the one with Lil Smith.
0: I didn't like it? Okay. That's, that's so just, I, that's don't, three I don't like songs. that style. That's three songs that we said we didn't like. With one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 songs. You said three songs were whack. Now tell me again how it's one of his worst projects. Well that's because based off of, get, well, 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 that's
1: based off of your opinion. I know though. it's based off my
2: opinion. Well, well, but well, I'm hold on saying, a what if what if, for example, all of them can be pretty good, right? But that doesn't necessarily mean it's that, better than
0: Young Sinatra 4. Oh. Mm. It's better than everybody. Well no, what I want to say Personally, is Personally I think it's better than Bobby Tarantino one. Well, even with an artist when
1: we can I disagree say, with you on that. What, what I like Bobby say,
0: Tarantino one, but I think as uh, a solid project Confessions is better than Bomba T- Bobby well, T- What T- I want to
2: say, even even if you say a project is an artist, one of it, one of his uh, uh, worst projects, worse doesn't mean bad in general. Do you get what I'm saying? I'm, I'm
0: not saying worse is bad. I never said they were bad. I'm just saying that y- y'all saying it's one of his worst project, and I'm disagreeing with you because. Yet there are some songs that are whack, but for the most part, it's a solid project. They're,
2: look, they're, they're forgettable. That's the thing here. They can be good, but they're not exactly something that you know that will stand the test of time. Name, That's what I think. okay,
0: forget. If we're talking about forgettable, tell me. Uh, like,
2: look, tell I me see five
0: songs off of Bob and Tarantino.
2: The first one, or like both in general. The first one, uh, the Jam, Deeper Than Money, Slave One, Slave Two. Flexicution, Wrist, I'm, I'm, I'm missing a few, wait, 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 wait. Uh, was it 45 bars?
1: That was uh, on Bobby Tarantino too. So
0: 44 bars and then 44 more on Bobby Tarantino. 44 two.
2: bars? Oh yeah, so then, 44 bars. Yeah. Um, there was that skit Malibu something. Okay, and now, there's so also I mean, Super how many other songs
0: do, do you listen to on a regular basis?
2: i used to listen to him all the time but recently i haven't touched any
0: well you're okay um,
1: well i feel like you're with you i've noticed that like for music i mean it's really with all of us when it comes to like artists and uh the kind of music we listen to like every single year like it changes so much like i remember at one point you listened to nothing but mac miller oh yeah (laughs) and now you listen to like a lot of like old school stuff
2: well see that's what i want to say i feel like I have, and I guess I'm a bit biased here, but I have found my my niche when it comes to music specifically. That is like my domain, That's I know everything about it, right? Uh, so of course, my opinion will always be a bit slated towards that, because you know I, I just think, in my opinion, look, I think that what a lot of old records did, especially in this genre, they were conscious and they were party records at the same time. There was no need for separation because they were all packed in one. And I just feel like, in general, music with a serious tone, to me, it, to me, it's always gonna sound better. It's gonna feel better. Cause I understand the view, the viewpoint. Like whether you're at the gym or in general, you just want that, like, you know, easy record to listen to. That's just you know, either hype or whatever. I get that. But I think that just like with music and everything else, when it's intention and stand, when it has intention and it stands the test of time, it just it just makes that impact. It feels better. I, I don't know how to explain it. Uh, I feel like everything in life should have a purpose. It should have, you know, that substance and things that don't have substance they you just forget about them. And
1: you know, the way that you view music is similar to how I view movies. Like, like we've said before, um, like with movies, like I could compare this to how you feel about logic, how it's not like, it doesn't feel the same to you anymore. You feel like it's, Like, his music has lost quality. You prefer a lot of other stuff that's more old school, you know, things like that. For me, with, like, movies, I used to, like, back in high school, I was obsessed with Marvel stuff. And back, yeah, back then they had better quality, I think. I mean, they're not, today I watch them, they're not as great, but, like, some of the originals, like the first Iron Man and the first Avengers.
0: Can I make a little point? I I didn't
1: didn't get the, let me finish my shit. (laughs) um but you know stuff like that um i used to think those were the best movies i I thought all those were the best movies i thought a lot of like big action movies were the best and then over time i started to realize like the best movies are the ones that really take it back to how things were back in the back in the 80s and 90s you know where it relied more on the story not just so much on cgi and big action scenes there's some 80s movies like you know they're like, Star Wars and Indiana Jones are action movies. But even then, they used more practical effects, and they still had a lot of story and depth to them. And they had this old look where they shot everything in film rather than going digital. And I feel like every movie that wasn't controlled by a studio. Whereas today, like, you see any Disney movie, it's there's like a billion people controlling it. Like, the director really doesn't have much of a say compared to, like, a lot of independent filmmakers. Yeah. Which, I mean, it's it's not necessarily that way with a lot of, like, artists. I mean, with some, they might be controlled by, like, their record label a little bit. But for the most part, I think they get a little more freedom, but they also get screwed over a lot. But, you know,
0: Well, let me I ask. just,
1: I, I get what you mean about, like, not seeing Logic the same way. I still, like, me personally, I still love his music. I still listen to every single, like, single thing that comes out. And I typically like it just because I'm so fond of the artists. But... You know a lot of people just lose interest when it doesn't appeal to them anymore well yeah because well, oh,
0: no, uh, what i was going to say was maybe because you, you maybe you don't like what's new because you're still you're stuck on the old ways is well you're, you're more in tune with his older stuff it's because it's more nostalgia for
1: you that's what you came up on it's not just that i remember just how much you loved under pressure i think the amount of love that you had toward that album about me him? you yeah mm-hmm. the amount of love that you had toward that album and incredible true story because there's a lot of nostalgic memories behind that i mean you and me started hanging out whenever that album was about to come out and whenever we were filming our web series back then we were listening to that album every day we were working on it
2: well it's funny because like young jesus was the record that got me for real into hip-hop like the start of everything you know that so there is nostalgia that is attributed to that but even still, putting nostalgia to the side, once again, I don't think that, I don't think that in general, Logic has a bad album. It's just when I rank them, you know, I rank it based on substance, and maybe that is a bit of bias. But even if we don't talk about substance, I look at something like Bobby Tarantino too. I love that mixtape. I helped. like
0: the, I mean, I like the mixtape. But the way I look at projects is I look them at as a project. I mean, you could look at The Weekend. You can look at Starboy and you can look at After Hours. Personally, After Hours is the better album than Starboy. A lot of people would say different, but as a I look at when I come to albums and music, I look at them as a project as a whole, not just the individual song. Mm-hmm. Yet individual songs can carry an album, but with a lot of artists, I'm sure you know. There are some artists who uh, release an album and they only have one or two good songs on there. But because of those one or two songs, the album is regarded as one of their best albums. Personally, that's not how I do it. Personally, I think, how well do the songs integrate with each other? And what's the replay value? Exactly. Like, when it comes to Bobby Tarantino, it's a great mixtape. Personally, I think it all sounds the same. Personally. But that's coming from a rock background. Because to me, a lot of the rock that I listen to, most albums had different changes of pace. You have fast songs, you have slower songs, you have more serious songs, you have more fun songs. That's what I come from. So when it comes to hip-hop and rap, it's very hard for me to fall in love with an album. Because to me, you have to put in more than just what, you know, just regular hip-hop. To me, eventually, every beat starts to sound the same.
1: You know, with in, with a lot of rap today, the the rap community is like so overpopulated and so many people have similar names, similar voices... It's, similar hard. Beats, it's hard to find someone that really stands out. So a lot of that music, I honestly, like I was saying earlier about like how some music is just better for like when you're getting tr- like trying to get pumped up um, or just you're working out. Like a lot of rap that I listen to today, I only listen to it when I'm working out. And then mm-hmm. there's some that I actually like will go ahead and buy a vinyl for, or like listen to like regularly, like I'll listen to Kendrick, J. Cole, mm-hmm. Joyner, Logic, people like that. Because they put a lot of time into their lyrics, they put a lot of time into their beats. I feel like there's just but a I'm, lot I'm, more, I'm, yeah. a lot more there that stands out. Yeah, whereas, like it, people like da Baby or yeah. whatever, like that is, that, that's the kind of stuff I'll listen to while I'm working out because it's just the the hype from it that helps yeah. me like enjoy it. Well, during then, that that's, time. that's
2: what I wanted to say. So, comparing this to old school, look when you have people like da baby Lil Baby, Future. Uh, even Lil Wayne now, like newer music-wise, mm-hmm. and all these other artists, you cannot necessarily distinguish them. They all sound so similar. But if you go back in time and you compare groups like a tribe called Quest and Wu Tang and Onyx and EDP and or EDMP and all these other groups, even uh, even from BDP, like you know KRS One, all these different acts, DMX, they are all so distinct. They're timeless. They have incredible records. I mean, you can tell that they all come from different walks of life, especially Wu-Tang. And, and I mean, there are so many groups that, like I said, they came with a purpose. They came from a bad place. They wanted to get to the good life, and so they did whatever it takes. The problem with a lot of rappers now especially, and this is what really pisses me off, they're very hypocritical because they act like they come from the hood in bad backgrounds, when a lot of them... A lot of them grew up middle class or rich. Chance the rapper is a good example. Chance did not grow up in the hood.
0: But again, but
2: well, well, did he talk about that a lot in his music? uh, He portrayed the image because remember, it's about Uh,
0: what sells. How how did portray the image? Well, well,
1: I remember you've even worked with some rappers I've met before, and I remember some of their lyrics would say stuff like that, and I'm like, uh. Well, look, let me like I think we lived in the same area.
2: Uh, Chance the Rapper with his whole 79th straight image and you know with with that I don't know how to describe it you, you look at something like acid rap and you see the the kind of the kind of things he was saying the the drug culture and all these different things it it was more slated towards growing up in a poor background without much and and, and look how do I explain this if you look when rap became super popular right so we go from the 70s and 80s when it was more kind of you know on the down low and you get to the 90s this is when white America became crazy about hip hop right and you started having acts like the Beastie Boys and all these things I mean rap just exploded into the mainstream and the record labels who were trying to make a lot of money had a certain image where they took all these poor people you know rappers who became famous and that became the image and because it became so popular, a lot of rappers now, especially over the past 10 years, they replicate that image even if they didn't come from But it.
0: is that their fault though? Well, it depends how you want to be seen as because if you because, see... But, but, but is that their fault though? If the game is brought up and, pers- and shown in a certain light and it's shown that, hey, these are the kind of people that become successful... Well, you can like just, with anybody. When you find inspiration, you want to look at the best. Well, see, if you, the best is showing this, then that's what they have to model themselves after. Well,
2: well let, let me let me tell you this. So honestly, it depends how you want to be seen, and this goes from any anything in life, right? Even businessmen. Businessmen chase after the money. They enter in corrupt practices and they become rich, right? They're not honest people. A lot of them. Uh, if we go back to hip hop for a second, a group like Atmosphere almost 99% of the people don't know about atmosphere because they are so underground, but they're very authentic. They didn't chase what the, what the mainstream record labels were after, right? So they didn't get all the buzz and attraction that other mainstream artists do. And the thing is, it depends on how you want to be seen once again. If you say that you are authentic, right? And you do this and that, but instead you actually go the complete opposite way, that's when it becomes a problem because you're engaging in hypocrisy,
0: right? Yeah, but, but going back on chance, I mean, maybe that is what he is. That Maybe he did grow up on that. Well, but me... we perceive it as different because, oh, look at the neighborhood, this and that. We don't know. And so for people, or just for you to say, you know, he's trying to replicate a certain image that he didn't go through. We don't know. But the way he's talking about it, it sounds like he did.
2: Well, let me let me tell you, let me tell you this. So first of all, when it comes to him as an artist and his music, I've loved his music over the years. I've listened to it so much Uh, and I haven't done enough research. It's true to make these claims. But from what I have seen and people that I have talked to in the industry who know people like him and how it works. uh, The thing is, I read something about how his parents, you know, had lots of money, had connections with the mayor. And other people and were able to get his music career up and running i could be wrong because like you said we are not there we cannot see the situation right mm-hmm. uh but the thing is it wouldn't be so outlandish to make these claims because there's so many people even people that you and i went to school with who do this exact same thing i'm not going to name names but, but you know,
0: i mean but you have to think about it though that's what the genre is i, I just being just stripping it down to what it is all bias aside all opinions aside their content is that and the most popular versions of it talked about it even more and so I get what you mean how you have know people who okay man did you really go through it or not that doesn't matter that's what it is that's what the, that's what most of the of the context and content of the music is and so like with any with anything you do, if you want to be successful at it, you have to replicate what's been done before. And you can't be like, okay, you know, yeah, this guy didn't, you know, do it, but he said it better than this guy. Well, yeah, I,
1: but like at the same time, you just can't get into it as much knowing that their background is honestly different. True, like, but knowing okay. someone's actual story makes you more invested, I think. With but, an artist like yeah, like yeah, I could still listen to that song and enjoy it. Mm-hmm. But But what about but the, that means that means I like the song. Yeah. But I d I don't like the artist as much if I don't actually believe what he's saying. Mm-hmm. You Look, know, I, or what she oh, is saying.
0: Yeah. Oh, Look, no, I, I, I just want to make one more point. But I've seen many artists, rappers, who rap in a point of view of different people. That have never experienced that. That's okay, people, that's a different story But right. again, than that. I know, I know, but again, how is that different than this?
2: Because it depends how you portray yourself. If you say that I am this person and I came from this, but you actually didn't, it's a question of integrity. That's what it is. True, uh, but a, again, exa-
0: a lot of people, when it comes to music, you not A lot of people don't care about that. They just "Hey, the sound." I know, good but, or not? but
2: you have to remember that most of society. I mean, the, most people are. I hate to say it, but stupid. I mean, the I'm, I'm, so I, so I, so only so reason
0: so. why I'm going against y'all is I have to play devil's advocate. Right. I right, agree right, with y'all on right. a lot of things, but I have to play devil's advocate just to well, make conversation. Well, let me,
2: let me give you something. So, just to to achieve fame, like you said, you, you said it very well. This idea that you replicate what's been done. You've got a shot at becoming famous because it's worked, right? But the real authentic people, and I'm going to bring uh, Kanye up in this discussion because Kanye did this. Kanye coming from a very tough background, right, with his mom, made a sound that wasn't popular, right, that had no chance of being popular, he turned it into something that everyone started trying to replicate, right? And not just once, not twice, not three times, not even four times, but five times. Wu Tang Clan is another example. RZA, who was like the de facto leader of the group, he took his obsessive love for Shaolin Kung Fu, right, and his love for hip hop, two things that had no business being together, and he made them a staple of the genre. And that is something from innovation and and integrity that you cannot replicate because you're risking your entire life and career. It's on the line to achieve this. But if you love something that much, you will become famous regardless. But the people that chase fame and present an image that is not really them, not themselves, you know, I mean, yeah, you can listen to it casually or whatever, but like you said, you can't really get into it as much because You know you want authenticity
0: well here's one thing that i can say that i know very well from a different genre and this is rock Mm -hmm. there's a new band recently who's coming out around 2017 2016 their name is greta van fleet and they have a lot of controversy a lot of people love them and a lot of people hate on them because they sound a lot like Led Zeppelin.
1: They sound exactly like Led Zeppelin, okay. I would say. Like, almost... <laughs> if, almost, yes. But if you played all their songs with somebody and told them it was Led Zeppelin, you'd believe it. But the a, thing is, I, yeah. still, I, still, I still enjoy the music. Them, but a
0: lot of people don't like it because when it comes to rock and roll, that kind of music with those kind of artists, the OG travels in vans, the OG went city to city to get popular... The OGs came from rags to riches, right? Mm. Greta Van Fleet grew up in the Midwest on a farm home. Nice, middle-class farm home. And they listened to vinyls, and they picked up their music from there. But they get a lot of hate from it because they weren't doing it traditionally like a lot of rock bands did. They're replicating a sound from back in the day without actually going through the same experiences that those people went to. Their music is amazing, personally. We like it. It's very popular. It's very reminiscent of that of the genre of the time. But they get hate because they're not... They didn't go through the same thing as the pioneers did. And, and I get what you're saying now when it comes to authenticity, right? But you have to understand, those people had to walk for these people not to run. And as much as you want to hate... There was, There's never going to be, there might be an artist here and there that comes out every once in a millennia, but there's never going to be a moment where it's going to be exactly how it was then. It is and I've come to terms with that in all kinds of music. I, much as I love old school rock, as much as I love old school blues, I know, I've accepted that it's not going to be
1: like that anymore. There's not going to be is, an era of music like that anymore. But you're still going to get the new forms of it. You will get new, forms, get but new forms but it's though. gonna be
0: different, and you have to accept that it's not gonna be like how it was. It's gonna, cause nowadays you're gonna have a lot of people gonna be influenced by those in the two thousands.
2: That is actually very true, and so
0: hey, I'm you, okay with that. I'm excited to see where that goes. And now you're gonna get people like, "Hey, bro, who the fuck are these guys? They're not Blink One Eighty Two. Who the fuck are these? Guys? They didn't do it like Justin Timberlake did it." Isn't going to be so crazy thing? to see, though? Well, because that, yes. That's true. But I, we're going to get that same And that's why I come to y'all and I, look, I understand that a lot of things that, you, yes, it's not how you would like it to be. But you can't be like, okay, bro, these artists shouldn't be successful. I mean, they got successful for a reason. People like them. And as, as a little pump might be stupid and annoying. People rock with his music and people connect to it in a certain way. So even though I may not relate to it, I'm not gonna bag on him because I think it's ass. I wasn't bagging on it. No, no, well. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying, I you know. And like again, going back with just mod just even rappers or artists that started at a certain time and are still going today. I mean, ACDC. Just just talk about rock because I know more about rock. I think they released a new album last year. ACDC released a new album last year. They've been they've been making music since the '80s. It sounds very ACDC, but it's very new school. A lot of people didn't like it because of how new school it was.
1: Here's here's where I stand on, on rap, though. Rap is a completely different genre, and it's almost, when you think about it, it's not just music. It's not like rock and roll where, like, you know, the lyrics are written differently and, like, the band has to come up with, like, you know, they have to play the guitar, the drums, everything. There's a lot more put into the production. Um, depending on like the artists, like with a lot of rap today, so many people just go into it with like, you know, they, they've never been practiced, like they haven't practiced or anything. They just go into like going, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they say like really basic lyrics. And the whole point of it is to hype people up. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. You can do that. You can make that music. But I'm saying if you're someone that's making that music and you're trying to say that you are one of the elites, that you're something different, I have to disagree with you there because the amount of people that have similar names, like if you're a new rapper and your name starts with little Mm -hmm. or big or something basic or like your name has baby in it, like I'm sorry. But
0: but that could that the same thing could be said about Kendrick uh and Logic and J. Cole. I mean they are inspired by Wu
1: Tang. Yeah, Park but no, 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 no. Here's but the being, thing, though: is inspired, that it's, that's such a small league okay, of people compared to the thing. amount of people that are making like this hype music, where it's going like it's the same sort of beats over and over again. It's the same sort of lyrics. And being yes, like, is, but for me,
0: how original is it? Because most of hip hop. At least most hip hop artists it's don't not necessarily
1: ar- more original, but compared to of, how oversaturated yeah. the whole hype but community most, is around yeah, like different and,
0: but most hip hop and rap artists don't even don't even own fifty percent of their music. A lot of it's sampled. So that's why I challenge on that as well. well. But, like, I get
1: this, but But no no no, this is this is a different story. It's not just like I'm I know Edward knows a lot more about beats than I do, but it's the type of beats that they're doing and like how they're sampling it. A lot of it for a lot page? of these, for a lot of these mumble rappers, it's the same sort of thing. Well, yeah. It's this, stuff that, like, I know you could make like easily. Like, you could go into your studio and make like five basic trap beats that somebody like
2: can make them in five minutes. Well, yeah, like, that somebody
1: like the baby could use or like little pump or whatever, you know. Well,
2: look, but, here's the thing. I, I I can tell you this. So sampling in itself is actually an extremely complicated
1: art. Form I'm not that, saying
0: I'm not saying it's not. all, no, all I'm not. saying is. You're taking some... I, I respect sampling because you're taking something that's already made, you're editing it and cutting it up in a certain way to make something new. I understand that. I respect that. My thing is this. Even with a lot of popular, you know, some of the goats, whatever, they still sample other goats. They still sample from each other. Eventually, I think to me personally, eventually we're going to get to a point where... Every song on a new rap album is gonna be samples from another song, or another song, or another. We're gonna get to the point with hip hop where that's just me personally. I could be wrong, but I don't think there's enough originality in hip hop for it to go aside from the lyrics. Aside from lyrics, because you can there's a lot of lyricists, but with hip hop, I think it's eventually it's gonna be hard to find something that sounds new.
2: Well, I feel like you can extend that argument for any genre, even rock, because rock is such a staple of music, not just in American society, but over the entire world. But eventually, you know, with guitar riffs, for example, and, you know, with manipulation of your voice and, you know, and everything, I mean, with any genre of music, at some point, it becomes very hard to create something new until somebody comes out of the blue and either bends genres or fuses them and creates a whole new subgenre this is how it's always been how we go once again you know from blues and from jazz you know to hip-hop and then we go from the early stages of hip-hop to this or you compare rock to the 50s you know to the 80s they are not the same right there are subgenres right we get to uh we get from classic rock you know we can go to punk rock or we can go to grunge i mean you know, this is just how it is. Regarding samples, I I, I see what you're saying because in in its, uh, at face value, it seems like that, right? Eventually it'll just be, uh, uh, not copying, but like reprogramming samples from different songs. Eventually you run out of things, you know, to sample, right? It's not like that because the thing is, producers and rappers and people in general have proven time and time again that samples are just something that are endless. I mean, the creativity that comes with them, whether you chop them up, speed them them up, slow them down. I mean, you can do so many things with them, reverse them. You know, there's so much originality and creativity there that it is one of the most creative genres, in my opinion.
1: If you also base it off of, like, a lot of uh, artists from other genres still, like, do sampling in a sense where like if you take Tennessee whiskey by Chris Stapleton I can't remember what song it originates from but it's the same exact uh melody Mm -hmm. basically but he he made it his own well
0: I'm not saying it doesn't happen in rap. I'm not saying that it doesn't happen in other genres I say that it happens more in hip-hop and what I think when when it comes to hip-hop to me personally. I think hip hop relies on other genres more than the other genres rely on other genres. I think hip-hop relies on blues, hip hop relies on rock, hip hop relies on those genres to find samples and find melodies and find just good music to use in their own. To change it in a certain way where it matches them. Look like look best example, it was a good day by Ice Cube. Samples from Footsteps in the Dark by the Isley Brothers. Great song. How many times? I've heard that song sampled so many times by many different artists. But isn't
2: that isn't that very creative though, how you can take the same sample and do something yes, different? I, I, different I, I, yeah,
0: that's still, cre- I'm not knocking the creativity, but that's what I'm trying to point out.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, it's creative. Each sample of Footsteps in the Dark is different, but they're using the same sample. They're just saying something different over it. That's where my concern is. My concern is isn't with the creativity gonna be lackluster. It's the substance that they're gonna use to make it. I feel like eventually it's gonna be overused. There's gonna be a lot of popular songs that are gonna be overused. Well, and even then the like way, like I, yeah, but with the way hip hop and rap is being pushed at the main genre If we're not getting as much of an output from rock and blues and all that now today, it's going to be hard to make more. Well,
1: you know, I kind of wonder if, you know, hip-hop and rap has been pushed as the main genre is because, like, our streaming platforms for music are mainly used by younger people. You know, you're not going to find people in their 70s or 80s, maybe not even people in their 50s using Spotify. They they might be used to using, like, CDs or, like, whatever still. Probably but, not a lot of people the use... But
0: that's a streaming platform. I'm not talking about a stream. I'm
1: talking about the genre. But, no, no, no. But what I'm trying to say is that with that, w- when you have a younger group of people, a lot of people are rage today still listen to like nothing but rap. And that's because, you know, it's what they grew up with in high school. It's what's cool. It's, that's you know, what it's what true. you listen to at parties. It's just something like, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of rap I love listening to, like while I'm driving or like while I'm, you know having drinks with friends or whatever just or like like what i was saying like if i'm working out but for the most part i'm very picky about it and people our age typically don't lean into like 80s rock as much as others or into really just like like for you example i would like not a lot of people like our age would listen to uh Frank Sinatra or Stevie Wonder. No. (laughs) Like, it's very hard to find people like that. And
2: most people can't even name, like, three Stevie songs. Yeah. And honestly, I I really don't...
1: I think at some point, because this happens with every genre. It happened with rock. It happened with, like, 90s, like, hip-hop. It happened with early 2000s rock. Things like that. Like, eventually, every genre dies out. Rap, it's not going to die, but it's going to... It's gonna have its fall at some point, point.
2: and that's what—that's a really good, you know, thing to speculate about. Because what's gonna replace it, you know? Because we we have known this growing up our entire lives. What um, is gonna be the genre that's gonna I be think at the top?
1: I it's either it'll recirculate to something that's similar to rock, mm-hmm. or maybe it'll be something more. I think it'd be something more along the lines of After Hours by the Weekend. I think, I think that's what people would really be listening to is something that. that's on an 80s I think, wave.
0: I think records like After Hours, Future Nostalgia, Starting Over by Chris Stapleton, From the Fires like, by Greta Van Fleet, like, they're the, I, I think there's a the resurgence of old-sounding music.
1: Well, which, I think Alternative is honestly... Alternative, like I was saying earlier to you in the car, is that alternative is like a bunch of different genres put into one. Mm-hmm. If you listen to all the songs on my alternative playlist, you could categorize those into a lot of other playlists. Yeah. Of genres. Um, so I think eventually that might become what it is. We just have... Just. You think yeah. the new wave
0: is alternative? I think the new wave could be alternative.
1: Yeah, just because you're getting a bunch of different genres put into one. Like... Like you're saying chris Stapleton could you know fall into yeah. well, the look new at, uh, way of the music because his music is sort of alternative country because it's not I think I know what it's not be. among the lines of like the normal country
0: yeah. I think I know what the jo- I think I know what's going to be the new mainstream we're gonna have a lot of look, prime example my exs best friend by machine gun Kelly or take what you want by post Malone they're hip hop, they're rap, yeah. They're rock, yeah. I think it's gonna be more of that kind of music.
1: There's a integration there's...
0: of different genres and it push- almost like a. There's there's actually like a, what a Linkin Park was doing.
1: There's a word for that. I can't remember what it is, but I learned it in one of my uh, film classes. It, it applies more to movies, but it kind of applies to music too, where you see two genres. Converge. i can't remember the name for it but basically when they come like together yeah and like for example you could take the movie bright burn i know you've seen it but edward it's like um it's like a superhero horror film
0: it's really good it's like that evil superman it's really yeah. good
1: uh-huh. um but now you're starting to see that a lot more which i honestly don't mind i like seeing a good twist on something yeah it's like you're taking two different old genres you're not making anything new but you're also i mean you are making something new but it originates from two older genres um but i still likes hearing how it sounds you mm. know uh-huh. yeah like uh, after know. hours by the weekend that's like I, it it took so long to grow on me because i just didn't know how to feel about it i was like do i like this or not it sounds like it would be really mainstream and i typically try to avoid that kind of stuff because it just gets old for me mm-hmm You know, it's not just because everybody's listening to it. It's more just because I've heard it over and over again. I associate it with, like, commercials and shit like that that I've seen over and over, or, like, ads. Or I've I've heard it in, like, too many, like, TikToks or whatever, Mm -hmm. so.
0: Yeah, but, like, artists like The Weeknd, the reason why I like them so much is because they earn, or they own, like, 85% of their production. Yeah. I like that. Because to me, when I'm listening to it, I'm listening to the artist. I'm not listening to the artist and what they were told to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I've noticed that a lot of record labels, they tended to control the music direction that a lot of artists go with. And I don't like that. That's why a lot of people like independent artists, because they're 100% them. You know, they're they, can sure do, what what they do what they want. A
1: lot of yeah. things are honestly becoming, like a lot of artists, filmmakers, <laughs> what have you, they're becoming more independent because when you have these big corporations controlling you like they start to lack creativity i mean just look at how many movies nowadays are sequels or prequels or it's it's big like it's become too much and now people are just ignoring those sort of things like you can make a show out of or whatever if you want because to me it's a waste to put like a like if you're going to make like a million sequels for something like john wick to me it feels like a waste to throw that in the theater if yeah. you've already done three you know save like mm-hmm. new ideas for the movie theater
0: yeah i mean again it's it's just for me that's just the kind of person i am i like listening to music that's 100 percent authentic even if it may sound bad to a lot of other people i appreciate originality oh yeah that's why whenever, you know, again, I say The weekend or Mac Miller, on most of Mac Miller's projects, he had at least 60% of the ownership of the music. At least 60-70% mm-hmm. of the ownership of the music. Mm-hmm. I love that. Because then when I'm listening to his projects, I'm listening to him. What's your favorite Mac Miller
2: song of all time?
0: Favorite Mac Miller song of all time? All time. All time. Spine, right. Yeah. I knew it. Either right or surf.
2: Mine is uh, Time Flies. Yeah, Time Flies. Time Flies, flies yeah. I love Time Flies. Surf. That, one of my favorites time so Flies is yeah. such a such a dope and creative record mm-hmm. and that boom boom that's just
0: fire yeah i love i love right because right and surf because almost all the instruments are him yeah. When you hear the drums, that's him playing the drums. When, I you, love hear, those. when you hear the bass, that's him playing the bass. Well, like, I love those videos
2: camp. where it shows his creative process. Because, man, he does everything.
0: Exactly. Man. And that's why I appreciate his music a lot. because He's great on the piano,
1: too. Uh-huh. When you list,
0: because the thing is, especially when you get it on vinyl. Like your Frank Sinatra's and what's the other one? Ray Charles. Ray Charles. You're hearing them. Yeah. You're hearing the soul of the artist and the music.
2: And one thing I want to say, you look at somebody like Ray Charles and Stevie Wonder, the irony is that they cannot see, yet they see most more than most people. You know what I'm saying? they their creative vision, their mindset. Mm-hmm. And that's with a lot of artists in general, Mac Miller included, you know, they they're able to see, you know, what they need to so that they can be the ones to deliver it to people, right? Because people by themselves cannot see it. They need the help of these people that are up here. And then everyone benefits in the end. You get know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's a really poetic and beautiful thing. It's a, there, there's a story, you know, that involves these concepts. But the bottom line is that we owe it to all of these great artists, you know, for all these pushes and really music and human history. Because, like, I, sometimes when I listen to this or I watch movies that are so creative, I'm just blown away. And I think, how could people come up with this stuff? It's just incredible. Right? Mm -hmm. I mean,
0: yeah. I think a lot of the... Personally, I think a lot of creative people have some sort of mental illness. Because you can't be that creative without having something going on in your head. You know, There must be some imbalance, some mental problem. There must be
1: something. It's funny that you say that because I really think about it and I'm like... You know, other people probably don't think how... I think when it comes to coming up with, like, story ideas for movies and stuff like that. I'll mm-hmm. literally just... Growing up, I'd go to school and I would just sit there daydreaming about, like... Okay, what well, if this story happened where there's this guy and this happens to him and things go do down... Yeah, like I'm the
0: same way. I used to do that all the time growing up as well.
1: But it's like... I would just come up with crazy mm-hmm. things and I would yeah. just write it down on paper and just, like, wonder, like... How... How did I come up with this? How do, like... Like, does everybody else think the same way? And I'm always thinking, like, how does Edward come up with these beats? I've tried doing that shit, and it's difficult. Like, it's not something that you just think of. It comes to you, you know? Like, it's... Yeah. You can't it, just, like, try to, like, make it out of nothing. It has to, like, flow through you. It's it's your chakra, yeah. basically. It is your chakra. I like, mean, it's your it's your... It's this energy thing that comes out of you really it's um you can't think too hard about it you just have to you know let that talent come out of you and it's it comes out of the things that you love most and for me the thing i love most is movies and for edward the thing he loves most is music mm-hmm. so when you have such a deep appreciation for it you find yourself so immersed that you want to make it yourself you know mm-hmm. anyway i think we should probably wrap it up yeah, <laughs> yeah damn quick like that huh yeah mm-hmm. I'm exhausted.
0: Alright, yeah. well, anyways, if y'all enjoy again, please check out us on our uh, social medias. Uh, if you want to support the, the podcast, please go support our Patreon. It would be, great, it would be a great help. And uh, if you'd like to become a guest, please let us know. And yeah, yep.
2: bye. Bye. Goodbye.